This podcast contains material and language that may be disturbing to some listeners. While not explicit, listener discretion is advised. David and Shane discuss their random paranormal adventures and stories. We dive into paranormal cases from the past and the present. We also talk about what got us into the paranormal, the highlights, and the scary moments while on our adventures. This is Shane, and you are listening to Bear River Paranormal Podcast. Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to us. This is Shane. This is David. And this is episode four, where we're going to be talking about abilities. Now, abilities can mean a number of different things. We mainly wanted to touch bases on people who have different types of abilities. So we're going to split this up into two parts. We're going to do part one and part two. But before I get into that, let's talk about some of the things that needs to be addressed. First off, on episode two when we talked about religion and how it plays a part in with the paranormal. One of my good friends reached out to me. His name is Mike. He sent over an article talking about the Latter-day Saints and how they believe in the paranormal and ghosts and everything like that. And it was a really actually good article to read. So what I will do is I will post up that article on the group page So that way everybody can take a chance and read over that article that he sent over to me. It's very informational. Now my position still stands on what I talked about in that particular episode. But it's good to see some other insight from other people who are active in the LDS faith. So thank you so much Mike for sending that over. Now the next thing that I wanted to talk about. This actually popped up on my Facebook news feed a few days ago. The infamous Lizzie Borden's home, site of the brutal axe murders, could be yours for approximately $2 million. Now, David, have you seen this article? Uh, no, but I know all about uh, the Velisca axe murder house and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I know all about it. I've heard about it. Uh, I know a lot of people investigated it in the past. That, you know, the people who owned it just basically rented it out for people to be able to stay there. Um, but I didn't know it was for sale. But that seems like a lot of money. Right. Well, I kind of dove into it. And $2 million is a pretty hefty price tag for a particular location. Now, in the past, I've seen other quote-unquote haunted locations go up for sale. Sometimes they're for pretty cheap. Other times they can be for a pretty good chunk of change. I think this one here is by far the most expensive one that I have seen. I haven't seen all the other ones, so if any of our listeners have seen other famous haunted locations go up for more than $2 million, let me know. Send me some links to articles or anything like that. But if I had $2 million, 
just sitting around, burning a hole in my pocket. I guess it would be a, a nice little investment, wouldn't you think, David? Yeah, well, it sounds like they're not selling a home. They're selling a, a business because it seems like mm. their goal to get people to buy it who are in the paranormal, who are, you know, not, not just to sell a house. Um, but, I mean, around here in Utah, I know Logan, the nunnery, they're they're constantly trying to sell that. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that's uh, pretty expensive, too, just where it's at land-wise. Yeah, that and they have to deal with the Forest Service and the whole nine yards. Then what, uh, Family Tree, they were selling that. I don't know if that officially sold yet or not, but they were selling that, which is a business. It was a restaurant, mm-hmm. and that was known here in Utah as well as a haunted uh, location as well. Yeah, I do believe it did sell. I know they did officially close the business, and they cleaned it all out and everything, so I think they did sell it, but I'm not 100% sure. I haven't heard word yet. But yeah, technically it is the it is technically a bed and breakfast slash museum. So it's not officially a house for se, even though it is a residential structure, they just built it into a bed and breakfast. Which if you've never been in one of those, they're actually pretty cool. It's basically like a big old house, a big old livable house. It's just, it's a business. It's basically a hotel, motel or whatever, but it's a little bit more fancier. And is it like a period like where it has all the stuff that used to be in the house back in the time period in which it was like built and stuff? Or is it more modern? It says here that it's equipped with furnishings, decor, and memorabilia that recall the grim and lurid events of more than a century ago. That's what it says. So it sounds like it actually retained a lot of its history inside that house. Yeah, so basically spending the night in a museum of what Mm -hmm. it looked like back in the day. Yeah, definitely. So... We've already put out two episodes. The third one has already been out and everything at the recording of this podcast. And taking a look at the numbers, the numbers are looking really good. It's trending upwards. People are listening to us. Uh, I noticed that a lot of people are liking our posts and everything in regards to the podcast. So that's, that's a huge plus on us. So if you guys can keep on liking it and sharing it and referring people that love the paranormal refer them to our podcast so that way you can listen to how we do things and how we talk about cases and everything since we did talk about in the first episode we want to kind of separate ourselves and be different from the other paranormal podcasts that are out all in the interwebs now we've got our episode episodes on most major platforms we're still waiting on iHeartRadio and Amazon they have yet to approve our podcast but everywhere else you can get it some of the more known ones and some of the less known ones we primarily use Spreaker that's our main platform and they have an option to allow us to share to other platforms as well through a agreement from what I understand anyway so those are the two that we are waiting on if you want to know exactly which platforms that we have our podcast on just hop on over to our facebook page brp podcast and i have a list of everywhere that our episodes are aired so that way if it's not just spreaker you listen to you hop over to spotify or anything like that then you you can definitely have options yeah i tell everybody to go through spotify because that's just what i listen through for all Mm. my podcasts and stuff so it's Mm. just it's a lot easier for me to to do it that way yeah. I like Spotify. 
just a reminder to all of our fans and followers, we do have a dedicated group page for the BRP podcast. It's super simple to join. Just hop on over to the BRP podcast Facebook page and under the communities tab, that's where our group is. You request to join our group and just sample the few simple questions that we ask for you to to answer and then we will let you in. We do appreciate if you guys can go ahead and leave us reviews. Tell us if we need to do any sort of improvements or anything like that. You can also ask questions in regards to previous episodes or just generalized paranormal questions you want to ask us. We are more than welcome to answer those for you. Do we have a a link for our Bear River Facebook page for it? Yes, we do. So we have a link tree and all my links. You can follow those in the description of this podcast. Or I did also leave dedicated links to our Facebook page, our group page, and our website as well. Yeah, because we can get uh, new listeners that uh, listen to this that aren't aware of our group and aren't following our group uh, that we are doing uh investigations and cleansings for any business or home that if they're just listening and hearing us for the first time they can try to contact us and we can potentially come and do an investigation for them yes definitely which brings me to my next topic we are open for business now i know during the current pandemic that's going on across the united states and the world it has scared a lot of people It has placed a lot of uncertainty in a lot of people. We just want you to know that we are still open. If you are being terrorized by any type of unseen entity in your location, regardless if it's your house or your business, please give us a call. Even though the pandemic is still going strong, we are taking COVID precautions if necessary on the request of you, or if we feel like we're going to be put in danger, we will definitely wear our face mask and have gloves and have hand sanitizer in the whole nine yards but nonetheless we want to make sure that you feel comfortable within your house you're the one that's been cooped up in your house due to this pandemic and if you do not feel comfortable within your house because of this unseen entity causing chaos within your life your family your household please give us a call we would love to come out there and resolve your paranormal issues yeah, we've done a few cleansings during Uh, this pandemic and they've all turned out fine and no one's had any problems either spiritually or COVID related. Agreed. So far since the pandemic has happened we've had a bunch of cleansings, we've done a bunch of investigations. I recently just did a cleansing last week. So please reach out to us if you definitely need us. We will definitely come out there and resolve your paranormal issues. Now let's get on to our fourth episode, which we will be talking about abilities. Now, when me and David talked about doing this particular episode, we thought that it would be a great idea to bring on a couple of guests. So this episode is going to be split into a couple parts. We're going to do part one and then a part two. And then later on down the road, we can definitely revisit this particular topic and invite some other individuals onto our show as well and have them talk about their abilities. The biggest thing is it would be a lot easier to talk about this particular topic with a guest. 
someone who works in this field, who has harnessed these abilities, who work with these abilities on a day-by-day basis. Now, we're going to touch two sides of the story. We are going to touch the light, and we are also going to touch the dark. For part one, we are going to be touching the light. Now, this particular guest that I have with us today, her name is Shandy. Shandy is a light worker. She does amazing work. I've seen a lot of her live streams and everything. She's an awesome individual. And some of the spirits and angels that come down and help her do her work and it's captured on her live streams is absolutely phenomenal. Now, I would like to introduce Shandy. How's it going, Shandy? Good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Thank you so much for coming on our show. We really appreciate it. How's everything been going for you? Really good. Um, I feel like there have been a lot of people being visited by passed away loved ones this year, especially. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely a lot over the holiday season. I had a ton in December. (laughs) Tons of people in December and a lot of deaths actually in 2020. Um, so obviously from that too, over yeah. the summer. Which is very unfortunate, you know, losing yeah. someone that you truly love is definitely heart-wrenching. And yeah. we definitely feel for it, especially during these very difficult times. Yeah. Now, Shandy, can you talk a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your background as a light worker? Yeah, um, people always ask me, you know, like when I realized I had my gifts or if I've had them my whole life. Um, and that's kind of a funny story. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Everybody, that's typically the first question people ask. And, um, first off, I'm going to say a lot of people have gifts. Most people have gifts and it's just really whether or not you're open to it. Mm -hmm. There's also an aspect of it of, um, like generational aspect of it. If you have ancestors, um, or just people in your family who opened up their gifts, they actually pass that down to you generationally. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what happened with me. We have it in my family. The women in my family are pretty psychic. I'm the first one to do anything with my gifts outside of the family. Um, it's always been a joke in my family that my grandma was a witch. <laughs> and you know, you know the whole story about witches and mm-hmm. um, Native American culture too. It just mm-hmm. wasn't really safe to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so um, they didn't really talk about it. Dreams are a big thing in my family too. So I kind of have always been very sensitive to energy mm-hmm. and very easily start- startled when I was little um, and didn't really think too much of it. I really struggled as a teenager with energy mm-hmm. and kind of like closed down and was really shy mm-hmm. uh, because even just someone coming up to me and talking to me, I can feel all of their energy and everything going on at home and it was overwhelming. So. Mm. That was that was pretty much how I was. Um, if anyone knew me in school when I was younger, it was really shy and quiet. And a lot of people are very surprised how outspoken I am now. And um, I ended up, there's something called a Saturn return in astrology, um, where Saturn returns back to the place it was when you were born mm-hmm. in, the, in the sky. And um, my Saturn return was about when I was 27. It's usually between 27 and 30 something years old for everybody. So that kind of woke up my spiritual gifts for me. And I went through this, uh, 
if you know anything about spirituality, you go through this kind of dark night of the soul, which is not fun. <laughs> you don't, you don't, uh, you don't really enjoy that time when you go through it. And it happened to be my Saturn return that I had it. So anyway, um, I just went through some stuff, and I ended up being drawn to taking some Reiki classes. Reiki is um, basically just learning how to channel light energy through you into other people. And so that's where I started with learning about energy and really like remembering my gifts because I'd always had them and really, you know, connecting the dots and seeing what that was that I was feeling that I had always, always been able to feel. Also, when I was little, um, probably like a year old or younger than that, I have like pretty vivid memories that my family swears there's no way I could have remembered that when <laughs> I was too little. Um, so just different things like that. But that's how I woke woke my gifts back up or just like really like came into using them um, because like I said and this is really common even for people who um, have Native American you know bloodlines in their family it didn't it wasn't talked about it wasn't safe and still isn't in a lot of places mm-hmm. um, so that was our our little story my grandma always told us a lot of things about the Native culture but she didn't say that's where it came from mm-hmm. because you know you know the reasons why but she taught us a lot of those things and then as i like opened up my spiritual gifts and learned more and learned what everything was then it just kind of all made sense to me so most people typically like have severe anxiety or depression or bipolar or um, adhd and they're diagnosed with these things or not diagnosed it doesn't matter um those people typically have spiritual gifts so Mm -hmm. I definitely fit in that. <laughs> I probably could have been diagnosed with a lot of things, mm-hmm. but for me, I kind of, I wasn't, I didn't never had depression or anything. I definitely felt like I had anxiety, but it was just really sensing the energy around me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I want to make a comment on what you said uh, that I totally uh, agree with is that you said that everyone has abilities to some mm-hmm. degree. And uh, I think that's true because when I first started, you know, I was more leaning towards scientific side because I didn't know if this was real or not, like the paranormal ghosts. I didn't know if I believed it or not. So I needed real hard proof. But the more I found myself doing this, each investigation each day, I found that I can feel things that are not normal, that are different. And then I back it up with my equipment. So I started Mm -hmm. leaning towards trusting my body and what my mind is telling me and just leaning into it. And even with Shane, when I first met him, he said he was as sensitive as a brick and now he's trying to open himself up. <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. that's the same thing with anybody. Everyone can potentially have the ability to feel, maybe not see to some degree as other people because they've yeah. either by birth have been had more abilities than others. But I think to a degree, people can have a type of sensible feeling but I think mm-hmm. a lot of people just are too afraid of it, so they just stay closed off. And if they don't think it's out there, then they don't feel it. Yeah, that's really true. And a lot of people, like I said, kids are very, very open. The night terrors and things that kids have, they're seeing those dark energies. You know, like mm-hmm. my, my son calls them dinosaurs, and he does not like them. <laughs> my son is really fun. He's five. Um, it's really fun for me to be aware of what's going on, and I can see it, and then just being able to listen to what he's telling me too. So, and. Mm-hmm. For him, I can kind of guide him through it and help him keep his gifts open and teach him how to manage it. 
for me, it was different because it wasn't, you know, it was a joke. It wasn't really something that they were, my family was open to or took seriously. And so it was really, it caused a lot of anxiety. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, which is very unfortunate for that to happen because a lot of people tend to just block themselves off to it and then yeah. they lose those abilities. And then when some of us that have actually harnessed it, when you sit there and tell them, oh, well, you have abilities and they look at you <laughs> like you're crazy and it's like, no, really, you do. You just need to harness them. You need to quit building yeah. your wall. You need to tear your wall down. Yeah. But some people are willing to do that. Some people not are not willing to do that at all. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay, too. Yeah, definitely. Which no one should ever be shamed for that. If you If you feel comfortable on opening up that door, then be my guest. Let's get it done. But if you're not willing to open up that door, that is your wish and that is your request. And I will definitely honor that. But yeah. just so you know, you are a beacon of light. Whether yeah. you like it or not, there's no way avoiding it. <laughs> yeah, and it will happen in perfect timing too. Like mm -hmm. I said, going through teenage years is a time when we're experiencing a lot of lower energies in life. And so being very spiritually open through heavy times mm -hmm. is difficult. Um, and it just depends. I mean, sometimes sometimes your guides and stuff will kind of help shield you and close those energies off while you experience that until you learn how to manage it later. Mm -hmm. So Definitely. there's always a reason for it. And it's okay. Everyone's at where they're at for a reason. Yeah. So the way that I want to do this episode with all three of us is we're going to have a round table question and answer. So me and David are going to rotate questions. So I will start off with the first one. David will follow it up with the second one, then I'll go into a third one. We want to kind of make this as like a discussion, so that way people can understand exactly your type of abilities, how people can harness those abilities, so on and so forth, and get to know you on a more, I wouldn't say personal level, but more on a professional level on what exactly you do with your abilities. Okay. Starting off the list here. At what point of time in your life did you find out that you had abilities? Um, so kind of like what I just said before, I knew when I was younger, but didn't know what it was. And mm -hmm. then, you know, when I got older, I was about 27. Um, and I'm kind of into astrology too. And that was my Saturn return is when Saturn comes back around, um, mm -hmm. about 27 until 32 and I'm turning 33 this year. So I'm <laughs> just coming out of that, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but you go through, you know, a lot of, uh, you go through a lot of shadows, a lot of shadow work and facing some really dark stuff. Mm -hmm. And really people call it a tower moment in tarot cards where everything just seems like it's falling apart because you're realizing kind of like illusions of things and things that were never true and things that you were lied to about, um, just things that are not real. Mm -hmm. um, when you understand spiritually what it is, you realize what's really going on. And so it kind of makes your reality fall apart. And that's crazy. So that's what happened about when I was 27. And I just realized, you know, kind of, you kind of have these checkpoint moments where you go back and you're like, have this memory that comes up from childhood. And you're just really aware all of a sudden now at 27, 28, you know, years old, you're really aware of what was actually going on in that moment when you were two years old. So mm -hmm. that's what it was for is me. That when you decided to try to help people when you realize this moment in your life and you're like well this is this is true and this is real and maybe i can use my abilities to try to help people definitely when did that, like, <laughs> like, yep piled on? 
yeah, I went to my very first Reiki session and she was teaching Reiki classes at the time. Um, but I went to a session, I was drawn to it for about three weeks. I kind of wavered back and forth. Like, do I really want to go see what this is? I don't even know what this is, but she was super nice. It was Talisha Carter. Um, if you guys know who she is, but Hmm. she's got her own business where she's helping people with other things. Um, is that the one down on federal Avenue? Um, no. So she just does it out of her home and Uh, online. I am trying to remember the name of her practice. (laughs) She mostly helps women, mm -hmm. um, but I think she helps men too. And she helps you through like emotional processing and things like that. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll have to let you guys know who she is and send you the links and stuff later. But yeah, I I went to my first session with her, um, and learned about it from there. And she was helping people by doing Reiki, which is balancing your energy out and so I learned how to do Reiki and help people that way it's just Reiki feels super nice it's positive energy being channeled into your aura Mm -hmm. so that's really good so I started with that and you know what I didn't honestly have any plans to like help other people I was like great this is cool Um, and I never had any plans to become like a spiritual medium I actually had never been to one before I started doing it so Mm -hmm. yeah Now, for all of our listeners out there, I actually grew up in the same town as Shandy. We actually went to high school together. I believe I was a freshman when you were a senior, (laughs) and you were dating my cousin at the time. I was. was. (laughs) Now, the reason why I point this out is because I wanted to ask you, when, when you were in high school, at that point in time in your life, so you were like 17, 18 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. How was your abilities like when you were trying to discover it and you kind of knew that you had abilities and everything? How did that play in like high school and then after high school progressing into having a family and everything like that? Um, I just thought that I had social anxiety, honestly, until I was about 27. Mm. Like I didn't know that that was spiritual gifts. I really just felt uncomfortable around crowds of people and things like that, you know, because they bring so much with them and they all have, some people have attachments and things like that. And it's just not, it's just not comfortable if you're unshielded Mm. and you don't know how to handle it. It really doesn't feel good. It can make you Mm -hmm. physically sick. So I didn't handle it very well. (laughs) It wasn't fun. And a lot of times I would like ditch out and not not be in the lobby in high school. Um, I would like eat alone. I had like a couple of close friends that I felt safe with. Um, And everybody knew me and I was friendly and stuff, you know, with everybody, I was friends with everybody, but I definitely kept to myself. And I definitely like to stay in parts of the high school where there weren't big crowds of people. It was almost Mm -hmm. like probably I'm thinking when someone came up to you, you can hold a conversation, but you never like initiated a conversation. Yep. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that sounds about right. Cause I remember you back in high school, you know, back in the day <laughs> and you were always, you were the shy kind. I remember Very, that one. Yep. And Jason was always outgoing. He was also a cheerleader. Yeah. At the time too. <laughs> he, the only male cheer, cheerleader, and how many years of Preston High School's history? No, actually, no, Greg was. Wasn't Greg a cheerleader, too? I think there were two when he went to school. He had a buddy that was a male cheerleader, too. They were the first yeah. ones or something. I don't know. And he was a football player, too, right? I think his I name think was Greg. Maybe. Yeah, I think yeah, maybe. Something like that. But, yeah. 
it, it's kind of weird how certain people attract each other the the shy versus the outgoing and it, it always <laughs> it's always kind of like how did that work but it just makes <laughs> sense you know what i mean i'm actually very outgoing so jason and i actually didn't date each other in high school we dated we started dating after i was married i got oh. married really young at 17 um and I was married for seven years. So Jason and I didn't start dating until after that, but we knew each other in third grade. Mm -hmm. And that whole situation, um, we're just like soulmates. We we have some karma that we had to like resolve with each other. And mm -hmm. that's just how that happens. And we, we knew each other and liked each other in third grade. Like we you know played together every day and he actually moved away to Preston. I went to Logan. Mm -hmm. um, but I did graduate in 06, so if anyone wants to know that, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, yeah, I went to Logan, but we actually dated after that, and I, at that point, was pretty outgoing, but still pretty reserved because I hadn't, I didn't open up my spiritual gifts until after I had our son together. Um, mm -hmm. So I had dated Jason for about four or five years, and then um, opened up my spiritual gifts, and then we actually ended up breaking up, so after that. <laughs> So, so there's that story, but I, you know, he was more social talking to friends and stuff. And then I was, I was also pretty outgoing, but just handling, like not knowing how to handle the energy. And I'm so different now. Now I'm like, I will talk to anyone and I can handle mm -hmm. anything, but mm -hmm. definitely not before that. I was a little bit more shy. Yeah. Yeah. So with your, your gifts, um, when you decided to start help people do you like do anything or use anything to like enhance them or are they just naturally there everything you want is just at the palm of your hands and you can do everything on a dime or does there is there preparation work that you do to to like yeah. build up your techniques or anything um it's both i had to learn how to use my gifts um my gifts are like generational which were opened up actually like six generations ago um and most of my personal guides are Native American. So you guys, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen them. There are other people that I'm friends with who can actually see my guides when they come in <clears throat> and stand by me on my live videos when I'm channeling. And mm. I had someone message me one time um, and say, this is like way off topic, <laughs> but I had someone message me one time and say, there was a Native American chief standing next to you and described what he looked like and everything. And I was like, yeah, that's one of my guides. <laughs> that's <laughs> one of my guides that comes in and talks to me. So I have like, whether they're biologically related to me or not, doesn't matter to me. Um, they're my guides and they're like, their culture is near and dear to my heart. And they show me all of the things in the culture and things like that, that I otherwise have never been taught by anybody so and it's you know that's a whole topic on its own like getting into the culture and finding an elder that will teach you and things like that but um i have though i have guides that help me with things um so those are like my natural gifts and then obviously like i'm sensitive to energy and that was opened up by whoever it was in my family that passed it down um to my grandma and my mom my mom and my grandma have dreams and they're psychic and they know things when they're gonna happen and they'll warn you <laughs> ahead of time it really creeped out my family my grandma would say you know don't do that or this is gonna happen and of course like sometimes we wouldn't listen to her and that would happen <laughs> and mm -hmm. so um and that and then i did learn things through reiki like um shielding and smudging and different things like that which does help because typically like through at least native american culture you would have an elder 
basically teach you through your whole life what to do. And I didn't have that, but I had the gifts. And I mm -hmm. think a lot of people actually go through that, um, whether, no matter what culture you're from, even if you're, you know, you're white and your family's white, um, if you never were taught the spiritual practices, um, a lot of religions leave spiritual practices out. If you're never taught the actual spiritual practices and what to do when you're feeling anxious and what that actually is, um, then you end up do feeling like you feel anxious. So I'm really glad I learned it through Reiki classes and then I went on and just kind of learned from different mentors in different places and my guides actually taught me most of it after that. Mm -hmm. So, In your own words, what is a light worker? And how does it work? Um, a light worker. So this is like one of my favorite questions because I'm surrounded by people who do <laughs> who work with the lower energies. So a light worker is just on the opposite end of the scale. We work with the angels and the light beings, which are um, higher vibration energies. And that doesn't mean that they're better than anybody else. It just means that's the end of the spectrum that they're on. Um, they're they're balanced they're you know i like to say they have like a bird's eye view of what's going on um so they can give you a lot of insights which is what i do i do guidance reads for people um and kind of for david's last question i do use oracle cards as like a physical uh tangible object to show them look this is what your guides are saying you watched me just pull this out of this whole deck of cards um so that it resonates more with them but that's what it is it's just working with light beings um, I don't remember if there's a second part of that question, but, um, essentially how does it work? Like, yeah. Um, is it the angels or is it the spirits that are giving you the guidance? So angels are actually just spirits. Um, but both. So my guides are, uh, a lot of them, the ones that are the closest to me are Native American. They lived a mm -hmm. life here mm -hmm. as Native and they still hold to their culture. And so they'll teach me a lot of those things. Um, angels are different. There are archangels. They, mm -hmm. There are seven main ones and they are the colors of the rainbow, <laughs> which is kind of fun. Um, but I work with all of them. So you can mm -hmm. work with like any of the beings that really are you know they're they're the higher vibration beings that they're here to help you they're not here to like harvest your energy they're not here to drain you they're literally only here to help mm -hmm. um and they will do a lot of different things from you for you from shielding you to like giving you guidance to helping you find things that are lost and they do that for all of us so that's what that is okay so um Obviously, we talked about uh, you went through your low time and then you decided uh, to become a light worker and help people. But what was like, was there like a defining moment where you're like, I'm going to help people? And then you just started looking into it. Yeah, actually, there was. Um, so after I took Reiki classes, I was like, this is cool, you know, interesting to learn about. I'm pretty science minded, too. And I, science was my favorite. I have to see, I love to see tangible items and proof, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I was drawn to buying Archangel Oracle cards, a deck of Archangel Oracle cards. So I was like, okay, this makes no sense to me, but I'm just gonna do it and listen you know, mm -hmm. to my intuition. So I did that, started pulling cards and did some live videos and got like amazing feedback from people that I was not expecting. 
And that was my point where I was like, okay, this feels right. This was, that was definitely intuition telling me to do it, even though I didn't totally understand it here in our 3D world. Didn't really make sense. It's the unseen. I mean, like you can't see that. There's no way for you to know other than just trusting your intuition. So that was my turning mm-hmm. point. Just really hearing, I did live videos then and you that's when the orbs, you guys could see the orbs coming in on those videos and sitting mm-hmm. by me. And then they leave after the session. I was calling in um, their people who passed away, which I don't do those on video anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was my turning point. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool <laughs> to see. Yeah, so. definitely. I mean, like watching that one and you could just clearly see that it definitely was not a bug. It was not moisture. It was not any of that. It was an actual physical light anomaly that was shooting in and out of the camera feed when you were doing yeah. your live session. I thought that was very surreal it's like that that's the kind of stuff that i want to show up on my cameras when i'm doing investigations (laughs) and i'm watching it live on your camera and it's just like really (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's pretty sacred to me and that's partly why i don't do those ones because those Mm -hmm. are mediumship that i was literally talking to like someone's grandpa who had passed away and that was their heart center as they came in that was their heart centers the brightest part of their aura Mm-hmm. And so they come in and they sit by my shoulder and they'll put their hand on my shoulder and then I can hear what they're saying. And my guides do that too, but that's why, and they're really sacred. And so that's why I stopped doing them on video <laughs> after mm-hmm. I realized what was going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's always cool to capture anything on camera. You're way braver than me because I'm not a fan of the darker energies. Um, and I can talk to you about that later. Like, um, skinwalkers and is what they're called on the indian reservations mm-hmm. it's the worst energy i've ever felt or seen and i'm just like nope i and don't they even are the hardest one to get rid of too oh my goodness i've people have sent me pictures of those before and i'm like do not do not do that without warning me please <laughs> right oh they're horrible yeah i mean it, it's getting to the point now where even if you're remotely close to an indian reservation you can't even yeah. Mumble the word skinwalker. <laughs> you, yeah, a lot of people actually get sick when they mm. are near. It just depends, but yeah, it's crazy. So did I tell you, um, the last time I went through Vernal, I was passing by that Native American monument that's in between Vernal and Duchesne. Mm-hmm. And a Native chief hopped into my vehicle because he knew that I was in danger. And he stayed with me for at least 12 to 15 miles. And then he hopped out of my car. Yeah. Yeah. There were skinwalkers close by, so where I was a beacon of light, it was trying to chase me down, and he ended up staying with me until I got completely off the reservation and made mm-hmm. sure that I was safe. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, they'll do that. What goes into doing a session with you? Um, I have some different types of sessions. So I have guidance, and then I have mediumship. So do you want me to pick one and talk about it or whatever you would like to do whatever is easiest okay mediumship is probably more um up your alley for what you guys do guidance is just um guidance from the angels kind of helping people when they have questions and they feel stuck and they're not like seeing the answer and they need clarity that's all that is um mediumship is kind of what we were talking about before And that's literally where I connect to someone who's on the other side, whether they've ever lived here before, it can be an angel. Um, Future babies, we have angel babies. Most women have angel babies around them before they're born. They hang around for years. 
um, before they come earthside and some of us never bird them. Um, like I have an angel baby girl, but I probably am done having kids, so, but she's always around me anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and my son's hung around me too before that. So there's that I connect with, I can connect with the, the, any spirits that are around you, the angel babies that are like waiting to come earthside and talk to them. I can connect with anyone who has lived here and passed away. Um, and talk to them too. So typically those are called angel talk sessions that I do. And I actually send them via email. I'll send a photo of cards. They pull a set of Oracle cards so they can see something. Cause I love that. Mm -hmm. I love to see, you know, something physical that actually like resonates with me. Um, so I do that. And then I send voice messages, voice recordings or voice messages of what they're saying. And people get to ask questions too. That one's the one that I have right now. It's like three questions I can ask, but really for the angel babies, for the future babies, they, they get to ask what's their personality or what's their gender, what colors their hair, what, who do they look like? Um, what is their favorite color going to be? What are they going to be into? Things like that. And it's just really fun. I had, um, one little boy who looked just like his dad and he was, he liked all of the, um, he liked steam engines and the massive dump trucks and like just the heavy machinery stuff. And he's not born yet. He'll probably be born next year, I bet. But just just things like that. They get to ask questions and I just answer their questions. Awesome. Now this next question that David's going to ask you, you kind of already touched on it, but we still would like to ask because there's other aspects to it that we would like to know if you actually use them. So David, go ahead. Yeah, I'll ask that. I'll also ask this other one that's just kind of right here on the top of my mind because I just thought about it. Um, so, do you you believe that there's a uh, children, right? Like spirits, children, and everything like that. Yeah. Because a, a lot of people, their stigma is is a uh, in a religion. If a child passes or whatever, why would they be stuck on Earth and not be moved forward? Because everyone, when they're like, "Oh, there's a child here," everyone's first thought is like, "Oh, it's not a child. That's a demon," you know. And I was just wondering what your thoughts around that stigma is. Um, it, yeah, there are children. Um, there are, there's a lot to do with that. Some, some women actually experience miscarriages or stillbirths um, for reasons, for spiritual reasons that, I mean, that's never fun to go through. Mm -hmm. But sometimes those babies are a portal to bring them a spiritual gift that's really sacred, and they need um, that sacred portal to deliver it to the mom. And that doesn't mean that they're meant to live a lifetime here, and so they pass away. Um, same with children. Sometimes they're only here for something, and then they pass away before they make it to adulthood, and they're not meant to live a life. Now, in my experience, before I started opening up my abilities and everything, I used to think that any type of child entity that we would come across was automatically labeled as demonic or malicious. Because in my line of work, mine and David's line of work, it's not uncommon for a malicious or demonic entity to portray itself as something small and innocent like a child. Yeah. So for years, I didn't believe that children could roam the earth as a spirit because their, their actual inner spirit is too pure for it. But ever since I started opening up my abilities and everything, that was proven to be very, very false. <laughs> but 
at that time when I thought children entities were malicious or demonic versus now is a huge stark difference. I mean, I've completely flipped a 180, but I, I find it funny that, you know, I look back at some of the stuff I did in my younger years and doing <laughs> in this field. And it's just like, I was completely wrong on that aspect. Well, I don't know if you were completely wrong. Honestly, it's both. Um, it's the energy that matters. And yes, dark energies can shape shift and mimic mm. anything. And they do. Um, there's so much to the dark side of things and the manipulation and the way that they do things. There's a lot to it. Um, they, they definitely trick your mind. They'll trick your eyes. They will mimic that positive energy, but there's a really massive difference. Um, there's a book that I will send you guys the link to if you want to share it about yeah, angels. Um, it's about angels. It was written by someone who's LDS, I think. So, you know, if you're not into the LDS religion, that's okay. I read it anyway. I'm not LDS. Um, and I think it talks about angels if you ask them to shake your hand. And I'm going to have to go back and see what it says. If you ask them to shake your hand, I think the angels will do it, but a demon won't do it. Or the other way around, I can't remember. Um, I don't use that, but it's a really interesting book for learning about angels versus darker energies. And it, it does quote the Bible and stuff a lot too, but I mean, read the parts that you want if you don't want to read the whole thing. It's a yeah. good book. Yeah, awesome. We will definitely, uh, once you send that over to us, we'll definitely post it up with the other articles we'll post up as well. Okay. And then, so you talked about using tarot cards, but do you use like uh, any type of stones, pendulums, any other type of tools besides yeah. obviously your body that you, you'd use to do your sessions? Yeah, so I have like healing stones and crystals. Um, I actually have, so I have a guidance membership group and I send out a healing stone or an essential oil healing stone or crystal or an essential oil every month to them or something. Um, I've sent sage before Palo Santo, which is for smudging um, the crystals and how I choose them intuitively based on what, you know, I read the energy, what's going on that month and send out a healing stone to help them through whatever this healing stone is helping you with. I do have a pendulum too. A pendulums, there's a whole, you know, thing about those some people are super mm -hmm. picky honestly mine's a rose quartz uh pendant mm -hmm. <laughs> on a string some people like are so picky about it honestly for me it's all about the energy and, and the tools aren't really necessarily super important unless you feel like they are mm -hmm. so yeah i do use divination tools nothing like ouija boards none of that stuff um just things that i'm drawn to and i typically just use my intuition yeah, and we kind of touched bases on pendulums on a previous episode, but my two pendulums that I have, one's two stones, and another one is a full-on copper one. I kind of mm -hmm. made a joke about it, saying that it was, you know, my squirrel moment, my ooh shiny, when I <laughs> saw it, but it actually truly works, and that was the one that I did not pick it, it picked me. Yeah, yep. That's perfect. And copper is very conductive of energy too. Mm -hmm. So there's there's a physical side to it too. Oh yeah. That's why I was definitely like, ooh, look at that. Like out of the 50 or so pendulums that were in the shop, that was the one that I honed in on. And that yeah. was the one that I ended up <laughs> buying and taking home. And I've been using it on every single cleansing since. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of a little bit more on that question is yes, there's always, there are always physical objects that tie to energy and, and physical objects hold certain energy or repel certain energies too. So yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And in your own words, Shandy, what's the most rewarding thing you've experienced while doing your light work with clients? Oh my goodness, so many things. Um, there's like two main things that stand out. One of them is the mediumship readings where people are just like bawling, they're in tears and they're telling like, and this happens so often that I'm not immune to it because I love it. Um, but it happens so often that I tell someone something like their grandpa's in fishing gear, handing me a fish and showing me that they went fishing when they were nine years old together. And I tell them that and they're just bawling. They're like, oh, we buried him in his fishing gear. He was a, f and I don't know these people, they're strangers to me. So I love that. Um, I can tell them what their grandpa remembers and that he cherishes those memories and just connect them. I love that. And then the other thing is when I do mentor, I mentor people, um, just getting them out of really crap situations in life where they just turn their life around and they do it. It's not me. Um, like by their own choice, they come and say, I want to learn this just like, you know, they're hungry to learn like I was. And so, and they have spiritual gifts they want to open up and just watching them kind of like bloom with their gifts and open up to it because I went through that. You know, I went through being shy and like not having a mentor and not knowing what to do. And so I love to like, that's another favorite, helping people open up to it. That's awesome. Yeah. Just knowing that you can experience that. Have I ever told you that ever since I started working with my abilities and started doing these different tasks, different styles of house cleansings and everything that I've actually passed over at least a handful of spirits over to the light. And Aww. I can't tell you how that feeling is but i can yeah. tell you that is a loving warm feeling yes like I've talked about on a previous episode it's it's a surreal experience like even though we're surrounded by darkness and i toe the line between light and dark with what i do <laughs> um just feeling that love and that warmth by passing someone over that's confused over to the light has been the best feeling that i've ever gotten out of this yeah, that's so awesome. That's definitely something that you're meant to be doing. Definitely, and I, I feel like I feel like it's the right thing to do. You yeah. Know? Yep. So along those lines of uh, that, was there ever any like gut wrenching moment that you had, or anything where you thought like this is too much? Maybe I shouldn't be doing this, and you tried maybe taking a break or tried turning it off, or is, does it ever get too like overload and? too sensitive for you to be like, I just can't do this right now? Um, for me, because I do light work, um, the high vibe energy doesn't feel like that. So no, not, no, not for me, but I do have friends who do, um, I have friends who do crossover spirits like Shane was talking about. And for them, sometimes those energies, just the energies can feel heavy. But once you learn how to manage it, no. And, and luckily, I mean, since I've been doing energy work, no. Before that, yes, all the time. I, that's why I was with, withdrawn from people and avoided crowds and just couldn't handle it. Um, even a lot of times going to dinner with friends. When I was married, my face would just blush and go bright red because there was too much energy and I was overwhelmed. So yeah, there have been times like that for sure. Yeah, because a lot of when we deal with uh, spirits whether it's uh, trying to pass them over or just even communicate them in general a lot of times the spirits we they'll 
imprint their emotion onto us so we'll feel mm -hmm. everything that they're feeling so that's oh, why for us we yes. get uh like drained or emotionally drained and mm -hmm. you know sometimes even burst into tears without knowing it because their spirits mm -hmm. are trying to push their emotions onto us to try to tell us how they're feeling and especially yeah. when we cross them over you get that feeling of everything that they lived through their whole life in like a few seconds mm -hmm. and then they're gone and then you have to like deal with it afterwards and you're just yes. totally drained <laughs> yeah so that's um that's crossover work and shadow work for sure that's not something i typically do but i have experienced that before and that's exactly how it feels it's very overwhelming it's very intense it's very fast actually when i first started that was my first experience um so jason actually um had a super close friend and she died pretty young of a chronic illness she was the very first one to come to me and she was friends with like three other guys too that that actually like stayed in contact with me after high school and they all know they all know this story because they probably thought i was like losing my mind when this started <laughs> <laughs> um she this girl who had passed over actually like brought jason and i back together as adults um she died in october and we found each other in november like mm. a month exactly a month later as adults um it's a really long story but Basically, that's what happened, and I, she came to me, she gave me a song to give to each one of these guys, and I sent it to them, just like in tears, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was like what, rep the song represented what each one of those people meant to her, and she wanted to tell them that. And then she came to me, actually like in the middle of the night, she kind of kept me awake all night. This is before I knew how to manage it, by the way. She kept me awake all night and she did that and kind of showed me all of the grief and all the heavy emotions, just kind of like dumped it. And as she dumped it, it like made me cry and emotional. So yeah, I've totally experienced that. And then she crossed over and never came back. Like, not like that. She wasn't, she crossed over. So yeah. Yep. Now with your abilities, now people out there have different types of abilities, but for your particular abilities, do you see and talk with spirits? If not, how do you communicate with the spirits in regards to work with clients outside of using your angel cards and pendulums and stuff like that? Um, I, when I started, I wasn't as open because it really scared me. One of them opened the door in my house at like five o'clock in the morning and I was like, no, 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 we're not, we're not doing this. <laughs> so I kind of backed off, but no, I now, I'm very um, open, all of my gifts are really open. And I have rules so they can't come in and, you know, and overwhelm me now. It's, it's pretty much only when I sit down to do a session with someone that I'm super clairvoyant. But basically like, yeah, no, everywhere I go, like I went to a big shopping center yesterday and I just kind of felt really sick and shaky and nervous and it was just people around me just picking up their energy and spirits and stuff so yes I talk to them I hear them um, but you can set boundaries with them so they're not just coming up interrupting your life all the time okay yeah because I know with certain individuals like our investigator Diana for example she can see them she could talk to them and everything like that mm -hmm. and I would wasn't 100% sure if you could or not, because I know with me, I only see pictures in my head. It's a brief image in my mm -hmm. head of what the spirit wants to portray itself to me. And I can get words in my head as well. They just kind of pop up, like kind of like how those big white words just pop up on a television screen randomly. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. kind of like that in my head. 
And yeah. that's how I'm able to kind of like put two and two together. It's not as clear as if a spirit were to walk up to you or Diana, for example, and start talking to you. It's just brief images. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually have a course on that. Um, it talks about opening up your gifts and there are different ways that you can sense and hear and tell what the energies are saying. And some people are what you're talking about with her being able to physically see them. That's clairvoyance. That's called clairvoyance. And so there's some different clairs um, and everybody has their different dominant ones. My main gift is claircognizance, which is I just know. They don't have to like speak to me. Okay. So I know you um, say you don't really like to deal with the darkness, but is there ever a time where you have like gone and done like a home cleansing or someone's house and just started like dealing with whatever's there in their home, like on a dark level? What type of dark? I know you work on the light, but have you ever had any dealings with the dark that you definitely had to deal with instead of just brush yeah. off? Yeah, yeah. Um, in my own home, yeah, for sure. Like I was talking about my five-year-old before, he's super open. Sometimes he'll be in the other room and come and tell me about the dinosaurs. He calls them dinosaurs. So he's not a fan of dinosaurs. <laughs> like in real, you know, little kid clothes and shirts that have a dinosaur. He's like, no, <laughs> I don't want that one. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. They come in and I've, I cleanse my own house all the time. I've done it for other people too that have a spirits hanging around that bother them so yeah but you don't like search for like you know someone's like oh come come to this spooky house with me i think it's haunted oh, you're, no. always, you're probably like no no that's not <laughs> no, for no. me well when you were talking about the nunnery earlier i've never been there um driving past it in a canyon i you know it's fine because i'm not paid i don't have to be there um someone can just talk about it and i'm there so right. i i can i know everything that's going on and i'm there um that's a gift of mine. That's why I am so sensitive to energy when someone's actually physically there. So I prefer to be by myself most of the time. I'm usually alone or with mm -hmm. my, my people that are close to me. Um, the people around me have really clean energy like that. So yeah, the nunnery, I've never been there, but I could tell there was, there was like a gorilla or an ape or something that was really mean, <laughs> really mean in one of the buildings. And I was like, oh, and it was, there were chains. And someone told me later, yeah, they had they had a they had one up there, and it was chained up in that room. And I was like, okay, well, that's what that that's a really mean energy. I don't like that. Well, so. the nunnery to me is a little overhyped, but I think for you, what you would feel the most about that area in general would be the Native Americans in that area. Um, uh, I think that's what's more. Nunnery? Yeah, I think that's what's more prominent up in that area. I actually don't know that I've ever tapped into it. I've just someone was talking about one of the houses up there and then I saw the gorilla or whatever was in there. He was mad. <laughs> he was not happy. I was like, all right, we don't need to. I mean, other than that, there was the grumpy guard that was up there. There was some nuns and some stuff that went on with that, but um, I haven't really looked into it too much. On the previous episode, I talked about how my group Back when I first started it, we did an investigation up Logan Canyon, and we really didn't get much of any evidence at all, which was, Aww. which I will go into detail about why I thought there would be, you know, some type of evidence there, but it was actually pretty peaceful and calm up there that night yeah. that we went up there. 
But every time I've went through there, I've never really felt bad. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It always felt neutral to me. It's always Providence Canyon and Smithville Canyon and Green Canyon. I always felt off. <laughs> yeah, I know the canyons really well. So the canyons, um, I'm not really one to go off hiking by myself because of like predatory animals. I can feel mm -hmm. when there's a cat up in a tree watching me. I don't like it. So yeah, and and the, what I felt was when it happened, it's probably not there anymore. Like those energies don't always dwell, especially if people have released them from that property. You know, sometimes they'll attach to the property, so they might not be there anymore. And this was a few years ago, so yeah. So with your abilities, do you feel like it could potentially help or hinder, say, if you went on an investigation or did a house cleansing? Or or anything like that on the scale that we do things? Do you feel like it would be a benefit or do you feel like it would hinder? It would help, but I, I definitely would not need to be there yeah. physically. I could definitely, I, I do all of my work remotely actually from home. So it, it definitely helps, yeah. How does that work doing it remotely? Um, So it's intuitive um, and I can just see the energies. I can see the whole house and what the house looks like and everything. Okay. So it's kind of interesting. Hmm. I've had something similar to that effect. Uh, so in my terms of gifts, which I guess you, people can say I have or not, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you do. I, I <laughs> have. You uh, it's <laughs> thanks. Um, it's it's my dreaming um, because I've yeah. had dreams of uh, doing an investigation, being in someone's house that I've never been before, and then you know I woke up. I actually. At school, I was drawing the, you know, rough floor layout of the house, you know, from a blueprint standpoint, and uh, took a picture of it and sent it over to Shane. And then this is like a day before we went to the investigation, and we were like, it's interesting. We go to this person's house, and um, we're just in the living room. I don't go too far, just in the living room. And I'm like, pretty much tell them where the things are happening and tell them, yeah, it's the, there's a bathroom down the hall on the right, and there's two bedrooms down at the end of the corner and they're like yeah 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 and mm -hmm. i showed them the picture of the floor layout and i'm like i dreamt about this house a couple mm -hmm. nights ago and yeah it's just one of those things where I, I i have dreams or premonitions about stuff and sometimes my dreams don't mean anything sometimes they're just dreams but i do literally have i dream every night and i have one of those things where i can remember my dreams vividly mm -hmm. and i can remember dreams i've had 10 years ago and still know every detail about it yeah yeah that's how energy works and yes dreams dreams are my thing for sure i interpret them and um there are different types of dreams just like what you're saying too some are pre premonitions some are just what's going on I, I have a friend of mine that actually spirit talks with me in dreams all the time and yes i've done the same i've definitely walked through people's houses and said this doorway has all the dark energy and they're like oh this is where they stand and argue all the time <laughs> you know that, that's <laughs> funny because I have been trying to do that actually because I've been noticing I'm I I enter a dream and I feel like this like first person view I feel like it's not me and I'm in someone else's dream sometimes mm -hmm, and are. I've been actually I've been actually <laughs> been trying <laughs> remember <laughs> you gave me a sword that I yeah that's I right I wasn't aware of that but yeah it was that that was weird uh but I've been trying to I like to hone it to do it on command and one person that i can't is shane because of his spirit guides will not let me into his dreams 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny because you guys work together. Yeah. I know, I mean, and it, it still blows me away that they're still denying him. And I think it's on my end as well because I think I still need to open up more. I think my my door yeah. still needs to slam open. It's yep. only just cracked. Yeah. It just still needs to open up. You'll get there. Yeah, we we interact with everybody around us in spirit. That's why a lot of people actually feel social anxiety when they're physically close to someone because our auras are crossing over when we're in physical, close physical proximity to someone. Um, mm-hmm. But we can definitely talk to people in dreams, and we do. All of us do. Whether we are aware of it or not. Yeah, which is kind of funny because between you and David... You both have very <laughs> vivid dreams, and David's the only one in the group that actually has vivid dreams. And yeah. the fact that both of you can have the a vivid dream and you can visit each other and give each other <laughs> swords is pretty phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that was funny. I actually wasn't aware of it until he told me, but I mean, that's just how dreams work, so. Mm-hmm. So... This, I'm going to ask you a pretty basic question, and I feel slightly embarrassed for asking it because it's okay. <laughs> it's questions that people ask, like ask us all the time, but I feel mm-hmm. like it's a common question. It's one of those where, uh, what's the most scariest thing you've ever come in contact with? Skin uh, skinwalkers. Oh. Skinwalkers. That that's your number one. Someone sent me a picture of it, and then it showed up in my house next to my bed. I was in bed and someone sent me a picture at like 10 o'clock at night of a skinwalker without telling me. And I'm like, are you kidding, right? Are you kidding right now? No. <laughs> so I had to send it away, obviously. Like it didn't do anything. It just, they're ugly and and their energy is just really like, it's ratchet. It's scary. It's, ugh. it's just like nails on a chalkboard. It's for me, when those energies show up and a lot of people, I hear it, I feel it, I see it, I can smell it, you know, I feel it emotionally. It just shakes your emotions, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, they're crazy. And the skinwalker, did it per- did it portray itself to you as human or animal form? It looked like a human. I can actually send you the picture later because I'm pretty okay. sure I still have it. Um, but it was on an Indian, an Indian reservation that someone had taken a picture of it in the morning and it was dwelling around a certain area. And so they wanted to ask me about it, which is fine. Um, people just need to like give me a heads up before. And you know, I actually like learned my lesson to not open messages <laughs> until, until I'm ready. So yeah. Yeah. Now that was the last question that we had on our list but now this is the final open table portion where we're just going to ask you questions now david did you have any more questions for shandy um i just kind of wanted to say uh when you and i were talking about this shane and we wanted to bring people on here with gifts the really the first person i thought about uh, obviously besides diana because she's on our team and we know what she can do is i really wanted to have shandy on here because i don't think well, at least in my opinion, because she's the only person I really know who does this type of stuff. I don't think there's a lot of recognition to people who do what she does, you know, with the light work and everything. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted her to be the first person we talked to about this and open up to open up people's minds to that. It's more than just darkness that is mm-hmm. involved with the spirituality side of everything, you know, because it's tough because, you know, people are dead and everything. So it's more more of it in that fact, especially when you go to 
old houses or old buildings, everything's more decrepit and decaying. So everything just has that darker feel. And especially when we do it at night, because obviously the reason why we do it at night for our side is uh, more equipment wise. And then another thing too, is we do it at night is because in the daytime, spirits all around us in the day and at night. And, but it's easier for me anyways, to explain it is that the world in the daytime is constantly moving. And so there's a lot of energy and rotation. So at night there should be more people sleeping. So that energy's died down. So there's that window that we can communicate with spirits easier at night than in day. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely really wanted Shandy to come on here and talk about her side to have a better side on hers that, you know, you can boost it and people can learn about it. So I'm, I'm really happy that she was able to come on. I think we've talked a lot of good stuff about what she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, it's it's, it's definitely eye opening seeing different sides of how people use their abilities. I mean, there's there's the people like David, I and Diana that toe the line between light and dark, where essentially the last line of defense before shit hits the fan, literally. <laughs> and Shandy keeps up the light work on her end, and it keeps on bringing love, light, and mm-hmm. joy and happiness into this world and to the clients as well. And I think that's a really, really good balance. Now, if we were all just light workers and then there was nothing <laughs> in between, yeah, we'd be in big trouble. Yeah, shadow workers are so important. And for what David said, yes, that's a big part of my gift is giving a voice to those spirits and showing people it's not negative. Um, the negativity around it is literally just an idea that everybody accepted as the truth and it's not true. So um, even, I mean... Yeah, there are some child spirits who are really just dark entities, like a uh, shape-shifting and appearing as a child and mimicking mm. children and stuff like that. Yeah, but there are also all of these like angel babies and babies who haven't been born yet and babies who have have been born and they're back in their, you know, and angels that everyone has around, you know, your set of angels that you're born with and they're there with you before you're even conceived and born and they stay with you your whole life. Like those are real um, and people, people are very intrigued and they want to hear about it and they need to. So that's, that's why I openly speak about it. I've never actually had like any negative comments or anything about it just some people are like oh that's that's not for me but they i don't typically hear that honestly everyone who follows me and you know checks out what i'm doing they're drawn to me they're brought to me by their angels actually that's how most of my clients find me i don't really Mm. market much (laughs) so well when you you did when i first met you uh gave me a, a card reading yeah and it's one of those things where i was like you know, you tell you did the card. You told me kind of what it meant, whatever. And it's as broad because obviously it is. It's just mm-hmm. you know guidance. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where I was like, well, I don't really understand what it means, but hopefully something comes out of it, and <laughs> you, you just you just take it because you can't really do much about it. Yeah. And I can't go, oh, you know, you're just being vague and you don't mean much what you're saying. You yeah. just gotta take it with with what it is. You know, you can't get always the, hey your spirit's telling you to do this and then you'll have this you know sometimes yeah um i'm actually going to open up and start sharing more of my readings for clients and their responses because i get these amazing responses from them like this is exactly what i'm going through this week i you know one of my people in my membership group just responded to me and said you know like i 
I told her and her guides told her, you need to be straightforward about how you feel and talk about it. And I know you don't like confrontation, but you need to do it right now. And she messaged me back. She was like, and I don't really know them that well, you know. I just give them their readings and whatever they text me back, that's all I know from these people. And she messaged me, she messaged me back and she's like, I hate confrontation. I hate speaking up and saying how I feel. This is so like dead on. Like almost every single time I send them their, you know, their readings, they send me something back and say that or they say, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing this week. <laughs> and I don't know them. I don't know what's going on in their lives. And that's, and it's not from me. It doesn't have anything to do with me. It's their guides that are with them are like, hey, Shandy, you get to give a voice to this and tell them because we're, we're leaving them pennies. We're leaving them feathers. <laughs> you know, I gave them 57 spirit animals and they didn't get it. So you need to tell them. So that's kind of what I do. It's kind of funny sometimes, but I always get really good feedback too. Um, and sometimes, uh, if it doesn't resonate right away, it usually shows up later and that's okay. Um, I'm not really one that looks for those big responses from people. It's fun. But sometimes it'll show up in a month and, and sometimes it'll take them two years to put two and two together and realize, oh, that actually did happen and it doesn't matter to me. I'm just delivering, I'm the medium. I'm delivering the message. So they, they get what they need to get out of it and sometimes it's not this big aha moment and that's okay too. Yeah. yeah. Now, Shandy, where can people find you? Do you have a website, Facebook page? How can they find their program? Stuff like that. I can send you guys the link to share if you want to. I do have a website and an Etsy right now um, with the, the listings. Most people find me on Facebook and send me a private message and connect with me there. And I'm opening a Patreon membership soon, which will be something pretty fun where people actually get to submit their questions anonymously and I will channel the message for everybody to see the answer. Um, I really, I've been do, doing private readings for like three or four years now in my membership group and I love my people and people, it's pretty much been the same people the whole time and more people adding to it, you know, um, but I'm limited on how many people I can take on for one-on-one -on -one readings. So the Patreon is kind of, people can submit their questions and I'll answer the ones the angels tell me to. And um, everybody that's listening is going to need to hear those answers and they'll get the answers for what their questions are out of my reading, even if they're not the ones that answer the question. It's, it's a kind of a cross, cross message, I guess, for everyone that's watching. So that'll be on Patreon. I can send you guys the link and stuff for that too. Yeah, definitely. And then we will post up the links on our Facebook page, the group page, and on the description of this episode as well. But that's going to do it for this episode. We are not going to go over any cases or equipment this episode. It's already about an hour and a half episode, so we don't want to take too much of your time. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to us. Part 2 will be coming out right after this episode, and we will be talking about the darker things when it comes to abilities. We will be having a guest on our show that toes the line with us, that we have to sway either dark or light to be able to keep that balance within our realm and the spirit realm as well. So. Tune in for that next episode as well. That one's going to be a good episode on top of this one. I'm very happy to have Shandy on this episode with us. And I'm really happy that you accepted our invitation. You're a very amazing individual. You're a saint and a scholar, literally. 
<laughs> Anybody that I talk to that needs any type of energy work or anything, I always tell them about you. And Thank you. if they're up here and they're readily accessible to be able to get the help, you know, I send them over to you. And if anybody that's closer down Salt Lake area, I know one other person down there that does energy work. I also refer to that person as well. So I like to be able to give people that opportunity to help their life, be able to give them the guidance that they need and be able to clear up their life of any type of negativity. So I'm happy that you came on the show and I really, really appreciate you, Shandy. Yeah, thank you. So that will do it for this particular episode. David, did you want to have any last minute remarks before we wrap it up? Nope, nope. I think we're good. Yeah, thank you, Shandy, for coming. Very appreciate it. Love yeah, having you, you on. And uh, I think it's uh, going to be a good app and I'm hopefully everyone enjoyed it. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for listening and you guys have a great rest of your day. You are listening to the Bear River Paranormal Podcast, BRP Podcast. If you or you know of someone who is having issues with an entity or a possible haunting, please send us an email, text, or call. You can find all of our information at www.bearriverparanormal.com. We work 24-7 so we can resolve your paranormal issues quickly and as conveniently as possible. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Bear River Paranormal Podcast. Toss us a rating or a review. You can also find us on Facebook at BRP Podcast. If you are interested in sponsoring us, please send us a message. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for listening, and have a great rest of your day.